right after the international stand up stand up stand up stand up friends we can all listen to the sunny side of sports great show bro this is sunny side of sports right here on the voice of america voice of america the voice of america is a proud broadcasting partner of the men's basketball africa league which resumes its second season on april 9th in cairo egypt voa radio will be covering the cairo games pre-game halftime post-game live commentary in the following languages english french Portuguese, Kenya, Rwanda, and Wolof. My VOA colleague, Joao Santarita, will be closely following the Angolan club, Petro de Luanda, in Cairo. Petro advanced to the semifinals last year before losing to eventual ball champion Zamalek, 89-71. to And Joao joins us now with a team profile of Petro de Luanda. Petro Athletic de Luanda is one of the biggest teams in Angola. Founded on January the 14th, 1980, it is also known as the Oil Guys or the Tricolors due to the traditional colors of blue, yellow and red in its flag. It is one of the teams that has won the most trophies, having won 14 national championship titles, 12 Angola Cup trophies, 8 Super Cups and 2 African Champion League trophies. Last year, the oil formation, however, failed to reach the bow final, losing in the semi-finals against Zamalek of Egypt. With its main stars like Carlos Moraes, Lionel Paulo, Dion Pedro Lukenv and Valedelicio Joaquim, the team is working hard to participate in the 2022 edition. Petro guaranteed its presence by finishing in third place in the last tournament and also by winning once again the national championship. For Baal 2022, Petro is looking for the big win, says José Neto, coach of the Tricolor team. Petro de Luanda has an objective in this next BAL, which is firing for the competition title again. Last year, we ended up dropping in the semi-final, where we lost with the Zamalek team, that was the champion of the tournament. But this year, the expectation is that we will be able to advance even more in the competition. We know that there is a tough competition. The teams are also investing a lot because there is an important competition in the African continent. Even now more, that gives the possibility to play the Intercontinental Cup, which is the Club World Cup. So, Petro made an investment so that we can advance even further in the competition. Whenever we represent a team like Petro, the expectation is always to fight for the titles of all competition and with BAL will be no different. Lionel Paulo, one of the most influential players in the squad, shares the same spirit. And we know that the deadline for the start of the ball is getting shorter. We are preparing hard. Every day we have worked so that we can reach the final and conquer the ball. 22-year-old Melvin is confident the team will be successful. We're keeping the same pace of play, but faster to be better than last year, always. Vitor de Carvalho, a Petro de Luanda legend better known as Vitor Machine Gun, gives a tip for efficiency. 
For me, dribbling the ball was a west. I preferred the ball to go straight into the basket. Petru will play in the Val Nile Conference alongside the reigning champions Zamalek, Cobra Sport, Cape Town, Espoir de Foucache and FAP of Cameroon. Thank you, Joao. That's Joao Santarita of the VOA's Portuguese service. Petro de Luanda will play its first game in the Basketball Africa League on April 10th when it meets the Cape Town Tigers from South Africa in Cairo, Egypt. The Basketball Africa League is back. Voice of America joins the forces with Africa's Premier Men's Basketball League to bring you the second season of the BAL. 38 games, 12 teams leaving it all on the court in Senegal, Egypt and Rwanda to determine the 2022 season champion. Tune in to VOA 24-7, FMs and to our radio and TV affiliates for some action. Pre-game, play-by-play, post-game. Daily highlights delivered by our finest commentators. Basketball Africa League 2022 on Voice of America. May the best team win. The Basketball Africa League is a partnership between the International Basketball Federation, FIBA, and the National Basketball Association, the NBA. In NBA action Thursday night, Giannis Antetokounmpo passed Hall of Famer and franchise icon Kareem Abdul-Jabbar to become Milwaukee's career-scoring leader. The AP's Day Ferry reports on the achievement by Antetokounmpo, as well as victories by the Detroit Pistons and the Atlanta Hawks. Giannis Antetokounmpo became the Bucks' all-time scoring leader before hitting two free throws with three seconds left, giving Milwaukee a 120-119 win over the Nets. Antetokounmpo finished with 44 points, 14 rebounds, and six assists as the Bucks clinched a playoff berth. He passed Kareem Abdul-Jabbar as the team's scoring leader by hitting a three-pointer that forced overtime. Chris Middleton had 16 points and nine boards before his ejection for a flagrant foul. Antetokounmpo says that's when the game changed. We have a, a great team out there, great playmakers, great shooters, great defenders. Uh, and we was able to you know, get back to the game and... Uh, give ourselves a chance to you know, go to overtime and win the game. Kevin Durant had 26 points and Kyrie Irving 25 for Brooklyn. I don't think it's really a disappointment. I just think it's more accountability on our end to finish out the regulation uh, with a stronger resolve, stronger attitude, and, and just knowing that they're going to keep coming at us. Uh, got a few offensive rebounds. Uh, got to the free throw line, stopped the clock. Sadiq Bey scored half of his 20 points in the final four and a half minutes of the Pistons' 102-94 victory over the 76ers. Bay provided seven points in a 9-0 run that gave the Pistons a 102-89 lead with 154 left. Kate Cunningham scored 27 points to help Detroit withstand Joel Embiid's 37 points and 15 rebounds. Detroit's bench outscored the Sixers' backups 39-8 as the Pistons ended a three-game skid. James Harden had 18 points, nine rebounds, and seven assists for the 76ers, who fell into fourth place in the East and two and a half games behind the conference leading Heat. Trey Young scored 30 points and the surging Hawks never trailed in their fourth straight win. 131-107 over the struggling Cavaliers. Kevin Herter continued his strong finish to the regular season with 23 points. His fourth consecutive game with at least 20. Sometimes the game of basketball comes down to who's getting easier shots over the course of the game and it feels like 
every game we're doing you know, 14-ish, around 14, 16 points of just straight lobs, straight, you know, just easy legs, dunks at the rim. Clint Capella added 12 points and 14 rebounds in helping Atlanta wrap up a berth in the play-in round. Jetty Osmond led Cleveland with 21 points. Darius Garland had 18 points and 8 assists before sitting out the final quarter of the blowout loss. The Cavs have dropped 2 straight and 5 of 6. I'm Dave Ferry. Thanks, Dave. The two other winners on Thursday night in the NBA were the Chicago Bulls and the Utah Jazz getting back to Giannis Antetokounmpo. While Giannis passed Kareem Abdul-Jabbar as Milwaukee's all-time leading scorer, Kareem remains the NBA's all-time leading scorer. Kareem began his NBA career with the Bucks. And he scored 14,211 points for Milwaukee. Abdul-Jabbar ended his NBA career with a record total of 38,387 points. I'm VOA Sonny Young in Washington. And you're listening to the sunny side of sports on The Voice of America. Heather Maxwell, host of Music Time in Africa. Join me every Saturday and Sunday for an hour of awesome African music. Wake up, music. Like to stay on top of new music trends? Breakout artists? New releases? Maybe you just love the classic styles and artists of the past. Or simply the sound and feel of a good beat. Whatever your pleasure, you can get it every week right here on Music Time in Africa. So join me on your local FM station, Saturdays and Sundays at 1500 and 2000 UTC. Sporty greetings. This is Sunday Olise, former captain and coach of the Super Eagles of Nigeria. You're listening to the sunny side of sports on The Voice of America. The Nigeria Football Federation has fired the Super Eagles technical crew following the team's failure to qualify for the 2022 World Cup in Qatar. For reaction... Iron Mike Mbonye spoke with the media officer of Nigeria's Anyimba football club, Zazi Barisa. Right now, it's immaterial if it was the right decision or if it was the wrong decision because that's not what really matters right now. What really matters right now is appeasing Nigerian fans who are very angry about the inability of the Super Eagles to qualify for the World Cup. These fans are really angry and they just want to see actions being taken, whatever the action. And that's why the NFF could not have folded their hands. They just needed to act fast just to appease these very angry Nigerian fans. As a matter of fact, right now, Nigerian fans just want to see heads rolling and people resigning. So... This is just one of those moves. There have been calls already for the resignation of the leadership of the uh, Nigeria Football Federation. Inasmuch as I don't see that happening, I think that this move by the NFF to dissolve the technical crew 
will to a very large extent um, pacify and appease these Nigerian fans who are still very disappointed that the Super Eagles will not be in Qatar 2022. The Nigerian Football Federation said it will constitute a new technical crew for the Super Eagles. What should Nigerians expect? I think the easiest guess would be that it will be a foreign coach. Before this time, there have been clamours for the indigenous coaches to be given a chance with the Super Eagles because people believe that the indigenous coaches are as good as the foreign coaches. And the appointment of Osne Guavern was more like an answer to those calls. Unfortunately, Egwavon could not quite succeed with the Super Eagles and the inability to qualify for the World Cup has pretty much shut the door to other indigenous coaches at the moment, unfortunately. So right now, in as much as it's not quite clear who it will be, it's expected that the new man in charge would be a foreign coach. And not just any foreign coach, but a grade A coach. Because in the past, when these appointments were made, Nigerians were not quite satisfied, believing that the NFF did not go for the best in the market. But right now, the NFF has to make a statement. They just have to make a statement. And how else can they make a statement than to go for a, a grade A coach? We've seen in recent times Egypt go for Carlos Quiroz. And inasmuch as Egypt could not qualify for the World Cup, we could see the organizational structure in that team. In fact, they were stopped by the best team in Africa at the moment, Senegal. And that's the kind of appointment that Nigerian fans expect the NFF to make at this stage. Zazi, what's your advice to fans and supporters of the Super Eagles? who are yet to get over missing the Qatar World Cup ticket. There is no doubt that Nigerian fans still haven't come to terms with the reality that the Super Eagles will not be in Qatar 2022. In fact, it's still like a dream, especially because after that first leg against Ghana in Kumasi, it looked like Nigeria already had one foot at the World Cup. But what happened in Abuja just ruined that whole expectation and Nigerians have been left where they are. But right now, we just have to embrace that reality and accept that we will not be in Qatar 2022 and use this time to put ourselves together for the next challenge. The good thing is that there will be another major tournament just about six months after the World Cup in Qatar. That's the 2023 AFCON. So right now is to put ourselves together as a country and ensure that we do not miss consecutive major tournaments. You know, the NFF has already hinted that a new technical crew will be appointed soon. So it's just to believe again that this team can rise from this disappointment. And of course, there are many reasons to believe because if you look at the current crop of the Super Eagles, there are very promising players. You look at um, Victor Simen, who is lighting up the Serie A. You look all over the team and you see lots of young, energetic players who can carry on for many years and win many titles for um, the Super Eagles. So it's just about believing and coming together once again to ensure that 
um, a repeat of this does not happen when the Afghan in 2023 comes around. That's Zazi Barisa, the media officer of Nigeria's Anyimba Football Club. And Zazi spoke with Iron Mike Mbonye on the telephone from Aba, Nigeria. Spotted greetings. This is Zazi Barisa, media officer of Iyemba Football Club of Aba, Nigeria. You're listening to the sunny side of sports on The Voice of America. Samson Omale says the Confederation of African Football President has some World Cup comments in his latest African sports highlight package. Sporty Friday greetings, Samson. Sporty Friday greetings to you, Sonny. We begin the wrap of weekend African sports highlights in Qatar, where the five African countries that have qualified for the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 will know their group opponents later tonight at the final draw in Doha. Qatar, African champions, the Taranga Lions of Senegal, the Indomitable Lions of Cameroon, Ghana's Black Stars, the Atlas Lions of Morocco, and the Cartage Eagles of Tunisia all booked their places following Tuesday night's second leg of the FIFA World Cup playoffs. All the 32 sides that will be involved in the tournament will be drawn into eight groups of four for the tournament that will be played in November and December 2022. CAF President Patrice Musepe says the ambition of the five teams that will represent the continent at the Mundial should be to win the World Cup. When African nations do well at the World Cup, uh, the world knows that we've produced exceptional players ex- and we have exceptional talent, but we must translate that exceptional talent into success and victory at the World Cup. And as I said, the aim for us is every nation, all the football players who play for the national teams, the aim must be we have a plan and an and, um, ambition to be in the finals of the World Cup and finally to win the World Cup. Egyptian forward Mohamed Salah has hinted that he will retire from international football after failing to qualify for the 2022 World Cup in Qatar. The 29-year-old fell to Sadumani's Senegal in a playoff, missing a penalty in the final shootout after being targeted by what felt like 1,000 laser pointers. After the game, the Liverpool star gave a heartbreaking speech in the dressing room in which he suggested he may not be part of the team in future. His club teammate and Dutchman Virgil van Dijk believes Salah has more successes to achieve at the club level despite missing out on the World Cup. I feel sorry for Mo, I feel sorry for Egypt, uh, but football is something sometimes like this and um, I'm sure he will uh, turn this disappointment hopefully into success for this rest of the season and we have still everything to play for so there's a lot of things to achieve for him. Um, and yeah, for Sadio, obviously, I wish him all the best. If he is in our group, I wish him definitely uh, good luck because he's going he's gonna to need it. In staying with Egypt, head coach Carlos Quiroz resigned moments after the North Africans were defeated 3-1 by Senegal. In leaving, he still has some kind words for the Taranga Lions of Senegal as they proceed to Qatar. The dream is over. Well, we, we lost the qualification for Senegal. So congratulations to all players on the pitch. It was a great football evening and I wish uh, all the best for Senegal during the World Cup uh, as I said in, fr- in, in Francais also in French don't forget that you represent also Egypt during the World Cup so we wish you the best of luck 
Another casualty of the World Cup playoffs is the Super Eagles of Nigeria coach Augustine Iguavion. Iguavion stepped down as Nigerian coach after the Super Eagles were eliminated on the Wiggles rule following a 1-1 draw with Ghana in Abuja in the second leg of their playoff. Sports journalists Simon Badun, James Agberebi and Joe Ajaye react to Iguavion stepping back from his position this way. For me, I think it's just a good move in the right direction uh, for Iguavon to have actually stepped down. Five games under Iguavon, we won three of them at the Nations Cup, winning the nine points at the group stage. The only country, or it was the only manager who won the nine points at the group stage level. He was also named the best manager in the, at uh, the group stage level. I think at some point, Iguavon actually lacked tactics in bouncing back into the game. Once a, a coach doesn't do well, the next thing is he has resigned, he has been sacked. You know, you hear all kinds of, uh, you know, all kinds of um, um, reports that, so the, the, bottom, the bottom line is he has stepped down. The coach got it, his line of wrong, substitution two wrong. If I were in the shoe of Eguafon, I will resign, it's not as if stepped down, I will resign as coach and as technical director. Elsewhere, Jamel Belmadi has also left his role as the head coach of the Algerian side after failing to qualify the team for the 2022 World Cup in Qatar. The 46-year-old who took over as head coach in 2018 announced his decision after his side lost 2-1 to Cameroon. The 2019 African winning coach and CAF coach of the year brings an end to his blistering reign as Algerian coach after the disappointing defeat to Cameroon. And now to Ghana, where Ghanaian President Nana Akofo-Addo has pledged to give the senior national football team, the Black Stars, the necessary support it needed to prepare them for the upcoming World Cup in Qatar. The president, in meeting with the players and officials of the team at the Jubilee House in Accra, commended the team for the impressive qualification run and pledged to help the team prepare adequately for the tournament. You lifted the spirit of the nation, and now the nation has every reason to look forward to your performance in Qatar. Everybody's going to be behind you, and we're going to give you all the maximum support that we can. The ministry, the officials of the Ghana Football Association, the Ministry of Youth and Sports, and all the organizations in the, in the, in the state that work with sports and football will give you all the support that they can. The arrangements that they have made with you before are all going to be properly honored and make sure that uh, everybody feels properly recompensed for what has happened. He also suggested to the Ghana Football Association to maintain the Black Stars technical team led by Otto Addo for the 2022 World Cup. What we have seen in these two matches is the oneness, the cooperation, the solidarity right from the management through the technical team through the team of people working together for a common goal. And that is what we want to see continue. I'm hoping that the technical team that has been put together for these two matches, I would, I would, uh, Mr. Kriku, uh, whatever you can do to make sure that the team stays together, at least until Qatar, then afterwards we can take the long-term decisions. The last may not have been heard yet following the World Cup playoffs on the African continent as Algeria and Egypt have filed complaints to FIFA citing outrageous refereeing decisions and possible racial abuses. The Egyptian FA claimed its team were subjected to racism and intimidation during the World Cup playoff defeat to Senegal with Mohamed Salah named as being particularly targeted as lasers shown in his face prior to widely missing a pivotal penalty in the shootout.
Algeria on its part is asking for a replay of its fixture with Cameroon, citing outrageous refereeing decisions by Gambian Bakari Gassama, which skewed the result of the game. The North Africans were eliminated on away goals following their 2-1 defeat after extra time in Blinda on Tuesday with Cameroon forward Carl Toko Akambi scoring the winner in the 124th minute. Thanks, Samson. That's Samson O'Malle. One of our big tennis stories in March was the retirement of top-ranked Ash Barty of Australia. VOA's Gwen Uten has the story. Sporty greetings, Gwen. Sporty greetings, Sonny. World number one women's tennis star Ash Barty made her stunning announcement on Instagram during an interview with her close friend and doubles partner, Casey Delacqua, who sounded a bit unprepared to hear the news herself. Ash, it's always great to see you. I have a slight inkling. Um, I know why I'm here. I probably don't want to acknowledge it, but why am I here today? Um, yeah, I kind of wasn't quite sure how I was going to do this, but I think so many times in my life, both my professional and my personal, you've been there for me. Um, and I just couldn't think. There's no right way. There's no wrong way. It's just my way. And this is perfect for me to share it with you, to talk to you about it, um, with my team, my loved ones, that I'll be retiring from tennis. And it's the first time I've actually said it out loud. And um, yeah, it's, it's hard to say, but I'm so happy and I'm so ready. And I just know at the moment in my heart for me as a person, this is right. Barty's surprise exit comes at the peak of her career. She won the French Open title in 2019 and Wimbledon in 2021. And just two months ago, she lifted her third Grand Slam trophy at the Australian Open in front of her home crowd. She's only the fifth woman to be ranked number one in the world for three consecutive years. And she seemed poised to reach even more success. But the 25-year-old says she has fulfilled filled all of her goals in the sport and admits her perspective changed after achieving her dream of winning at Wimbledon last year. To be able to win Wimbledon, which was my dream, my, the one true dream that I wanted in tennis, um, that really changed my perspective. And I just had, a, I just had that gut feeling after, after Wimbledon um, and had spoken to my team quite a lot about it. And there was just a little part of me that wasn't quite satisfied wasn't quite fulfilled and then came the challenge of of the Australian Open and I think that for me just feels like the most perfect way my perfect way to to celebrate what an amazing journey my tennis career has been Barty's announcement marks her second retirement from the sport. The first was in 2014, but she returned to the court two years later and quickly rose up the rankings. But Barty says her dislike for the touring life and time spent away from home has finally taken its toll. I know how much work it takes to to bring the best out of yourself. And I've said it to my team Um multiple times it's just I don't have that in me anymore I don't have the the physical drive the emotional um want and and kind of everything it takes to to challenge yourself at the very top of the level anymore and I think I just know that I'm absolutely I I I am spent um I just know physically I have nothing more to give and that for me is 
is success. I've given absolutely everything I can um, to, to this beautiful sport of tennis and I'm really happy with that and for me that that is my success tributes have poured in to honor Barty as both an athlete and a role model in the sport Australian Prime Minister Scott Morrison thanked Barty for quote inspiring a generation of young people and particularly a generation of young indigenous people in Australia former men's world number one Andy Murray of Britain tweeted happy for Ash Barty gutted for tennis what a player Tennis Australia CEO Craig Tiley wrote, enjoy retirement and this next chapter of your life. We can't wait to support you in whatever you choose next. And friend and doubles partner Casey Delacqua had this to say. I know I speak for so many um, people and to say thank you. Thank you for everything that you've given to our sport. Um, having known you for so long, one thing I know is that you make decisions that are right for you and they've always worked out and you've done it your way and I think that's really brave. I think that's really credible and um, so thank you for everything that you've done for our sport. Thank you for giving us you, Ash Barty. Barty has confirmed she will have her name removed from the WTA rankings, which opens the door for Poland's Iga Svantik to replace Barty as world number one. Barty leaves the sport as the best women's tennis player in the world, and fans no doubt hope her second retirement will end up like the first, with another comeback very soon. And that is all from me, Sonny. Back over to you. Thanks, Gwen, and have a nice weekend. That's my VOA colleague, Gwen Uten. No fooling. That wraps up the April 1st edition of the show. Thank you for tuning in, and have a nice weekend, everyone. I'm VOA's Sonny Young in Washington, and that's the sunny side of sports. I get it.